Matthew 2, 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at his rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the people. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. When Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. When you found him, bring me word so that I may also go and worship him. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at his rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and and worshipped him. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, will the meditation of all of our hearts and the words of my lips be pleasing unto you, O my rock, and my Redeemer. Amen. There's a great deal of activity in the Scripture this morning, right? Journeys are made following a star. Meetings are convened as Herod asks about what is going on. Prophetic history is brought into play as Matthew remembers what had been said long ago. Emotions range from the worshipful to the fearful. Magi flee from Herod and from harm. Our traditional reading of this text hones in on the three gifts that are brought to the infant Jesus. Gold, which is precious and worthy of a king, representing virtue or good deeds. Frankincense, which is incense worthy of divinity or God, worship and prayer. Myrrh, which is a spice used for funerals represents suffering and sacrifice. A suffering redeemer and the Magi brought gifts from the foreign lands, signifying that this child will deliver all nations. Then there's the star. Placed carefully above the manger scene each year. Now, religious scholars will differ on its historical identity. Some say as a comet or a supernova, or the result of some planetary conjunction. The star is mentioned four times in 12 verses. So it's of some importance. 
a symbol of our need for some divine revelation to be enabled to seek and find the Messiah and King. Without this revelation, we would miss the Messiah. The star is a sign, a wonder, a revelation, a guidepost, a traffic light, a tracking device, a GPS that brings us to the point and place of divine revelation about the Messiah. For the real meaning of Christmas, we must follow the star. So the star leads us and all humans to the divine revelation. And in our text, the star stops at the place where the Messiah child is. There's a three magi. Sometimes they're called magicians, astrologers, or wise sages, coming from the east, following the star. We don't know where they came from. Babylon, Persia, Arabia, we don't know. Later in Christian history, later traditions made them kings instead of magi. We sang in the early service, we three kings. They're not Jews. They didn't have the Hebrew Scriptures in front of them. They saw something that they interpreted as a sign of the birth of a king. And the star led them to search for this new beginning. A new era is dawning, and they follow the star and lead the way into the future. And all the while, as these magi are looking to find and worship this child, Herod, king, over Jerusalem, wonders what such a birth will do to his power and authority. He even calls together the chief priests and scribes of the people and asks where this child would be born. And their responses concern him even more than just a rumor of a birth of a king. And you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. And we know he called the Magi, asked them to report back once they found the, found the child so they could go and worship him. We all know what that meant, don't we? Herod's intentions were much less than noble. But as Matthew reports, the star finally stopped over the place where the child was. And as the Magi saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and worshipped him. There was an excitement and anticipation at the culmination of this very long journey for them. Now they could see the one born king of the Jews, and they worshipped him, which meant that they humbled their hearts. The purpose of their journey was now realized. I want you to notice, though, in the Scripture, that when they first find the child, something very significant happens. Something that sometimes we get lost in our traditions and in the pageants or our Christmas cards or the celebrations might have hidden from us. When the Magi arrive, they do not immediately present their gifts. The first thing they do upon entering the house and seeing Mary and the child is to kneel down and worship. That's the first thing they do. It's only after this act of worship, only after giving themselves completely to this Christ child, do they present 
their material gifts. First, worship. First, giving themselves utterly and completely to Christ, then offering the material gifts. A lot is happening in the story. There's journeys, there's a star, clandestine meetings, prophecies fulfilled, fear, worship. And at the center of everything happening in the story is the child. The Christ child is at the center of it. The unmovable point to, around which this entire text activity and reactions revolve is the Christ child. The child is the one unmovable fixed point. Everything revolves around the child. He is a center who gives the story its purpose, its direction, its culmination. And this child sought and found by the Magi at the leading of a star. This child who is the recipient of worship and of gifts becomes the one who is followed. Not only then, but now as well. We kind of know the rest of the story. The Magi are warned in a dream not to return to Herod. So they go home by another way. There's no suggestion that the star led them back home. The first part of the journey, the star was needed to get, as a guiding revelation, the tracking device, the guidepost for them. They didn't know where they were going. So they needed an external presence of the star. And the star led them to the child, and when they saw the child, the star was no longer needed. The star's function was simply to lead them to the point of divine revelation. Now the star fades away. Its mission is complete. Man, that's quite the story, isn't it? The first Sunday of, of Epiphany, which is a word meaning revelation, or a showing forth, a manifestation of God's presence and power. Epiphany, as a season, symbolizes growth. As the small light revealed to these Gentile magi grows during the next several weeks of worship, it grows until the light finds its fullness on Transfiguration Sunday, when Jesus' full glory is revealed to Peter, James, and John. And friends, all of our journeys, all of our journeys begin at the center. The focal point, the reason for our journeys, and that's Jesus. None of us would be here today if it wasn't for Jesus, who is a center. So friends, as we journey together, we need to keep our focus on the reason for our journeys. So when we want to follow Jesus, we need to begin at the center, at the guidepost, the center, the stillness of all the stories that revolve around Jesus. Friends, we may come to Jesus by many different ways, but Jesus is the center. Jesus is the one we worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.